everyone. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of Irie Financial. Welcome to another episode of AdBits, where I will be sharing bits of knowledge about self-directed retirement. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdBits. Today's episode, I am going to talk about how to purchase real estate with a self-directed IRA. So this is a super important topic and episode because the most popular alternative asset investment is real estate. So if you're looking to invest in real estate with a self-directed IRA, you're going to want to listen to this episode because I'm going to explain to you how you're going to go about doing it from a full service custodian approach or a checkbook control approach. So I'm going to go through both different scenarios and talk about the different ways you can buy real estate with a self-directed IRA. So before we get started, just a few housekeeping matters. Number one, uh, please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Um, number two, um, if you um, haven't subscribed, please do give us a five-star rating, please, on Apple. That would be really helpful so we can push up uh, this podcast and get more people to listen to it. And also just a quick reminder, AdMail is a new podcast that's released weekly that goes through the three most popular questions from clients from prior weeks. So definitely want to check that out. And obviously Adam Talks, uh, which um, is a great podcast that you sh- need to listen to. So um please uh, do so. So let's let's get going. Um, the way to buy real estate with a self-directed IRA is quite easy. The hardest thing to do is decide what you want to do in terms of real estate. So when it comes to using a self-directed IRA to buy real estate, before we jump into exactly what you need to do, you need to also understand the prohibited transaction rules. The prohibited transaction rules are important because it tells you what type of real estate you can do and how you can go about doing it. So even though this episode, this podcast is not a podcast about prohibited transaction rules, I just want to quickly get into them. So it sets the table in terms of what you can or cannot do with a self-directed IRA. So there's three things you can't do with a self-directed IRA. Number one, you cannot buy life insurance. Number two, you cannot buy collectibles. Okay, the third is the most broad and basically states you are not allowed to do any transaction that in any way directly or indirectly personally benefits you or your lineal descendants, parents, children, spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law, or any entities controlled by such persons. Those persons are known as disqualified people. So in the real real estate context, can't buy a house and live in it, right? You can't rent out the house to your kids, to your parents. Um, So those are important items to understand before you decide to buy real estate. You must understand the prohibited transaction rules. So now that you understand what type of real estate you can buy, and you can pretty much do anything other than those three prohibited transaction categories. 
It could be residential, commercial. You can do flips. You can do house uh, tax lien, tax deeds, um, irrespective of even domestic or international real estate. So you have a really a whole world of real estate opportunities to invest in. As long as you keep in mind the prohibitive transaction rules, um, you're going to be good. So now that you understand the rules, let's talk about how you actually buy real estate. So let's start with the full service custodian. The full service custodian means you're going to have the custodian facilitate the investment. Okay. You're not going to use an LLC that you manage like checkbook. You're going to actually have the custodian do it for you. And prior to 2000, I would say the full service custodian was definitely the most prevalent way self-directed investors use retirement money to buy real estate. Um, really LLCs weren't as firmly established. Uh, people weren't as comfortable with LLCs. So essentially they had the custodian buy the real estate directly. The title would be in the name of the custodian for the benefit of the IRA holder, you know, i.e. IRA financial trust company for the benefit of the Adam Bergman IRA. And that's really the way it was done. Um, so in that setting, how it would happen is you would set up a self-directed IRA account. Okay. It takes a few days. You would then do a rollover tax-free of IRA, Roth IRA, SEP, simple 401k, 403b, 457, whatever you wanted to use into your new self-directed IRA account. Okay. That's a tax-free rollover. Or if it's an IRA to IRA, it's called a tax-free transfer. And once that's done, now the money is in your IRA. Okay. So now hopefully at that point, you've done your diligence, you've put an offer in, you know what you um, are investing in. Okay. Um, you obviously at this point are ready to close because the money is in your account. Okay. So now assuming closing's coming up, you've put, hopefully um, at this point have secured the property, done the diligence, done everything you need to do as a real estate investor to um, you know, feel secure that this is the property you want to buy. Now you got to buy it. Okay. So generally like any closing, the trust company, the full service custodian will be the one basically that is going to sign the documents on behalf of your IRA, right? The self-directed IRA, the trust company is essentially the trustee of the IRA. You are obviously directing the trustee to make the investment, but the IRA custodian is facilitating the investment. They're going to sign the documents because the title will be in the name of the trust company for the benefit of your IRA. So the purchase agreement will be signed by the trust company. And yes, you as the client will provide the documentation to the trust company. If there's a mortgage, it needs to be a non-recourse loan. Okay. Why? Because 4975 of the Internal Revenue Code says you cannot personally guarantee an obligation of your IRA. So by that definition, the loan has to be non-recourse. Non-recourse means you do not personally guarantee it. If you stop paying the mortgage, the only recourse the lender will have is they can take back the property, but they can't go after you personally. Why? Because there's no personal guarantee. So any mortgage documents, okay, would need to be signed by the IRA custodian. Um, any closing statements, again, signed by the custodian, um, any, you know, amortization schedules, um, any HUD forms, insurance, um, searches, assignments, surveys, title insurance, affidavits, mortgage commitments, um, anything um, would have to be signed by the custodian, okay, which obviously takes some time. And that's why full service 
accounts are a little bit more expensive than checkbook because the custodian is certainly more involved in the process. Again, just to reinforce this point, you are directing the custodian what to do. The custodian is not just deciding what to buy and just signing random documents. You are going to provide them to the custodian. On our app, you can upload these documents on our app and then the custodian will then, with your consent, sign all these necessary real estate documents in order for the closing to occur successfully. And now ultimately the transfer of the deed, the title will go from the seller to your new IRA trust company account for the benefit of your IRA. And that's pretty much what happens. The custodian has experience, so they will help you through the closing process. If there's documents missing, they'll let you know. It's also really good source of protection because it's going to make sure that you have all the necessary documents you need. I can't tell you how many times um, clients have tried to rush this process and say, hey, don't worry about it. The transfer of deed, I will get it in a week or two weeks. And, and we'll say, no, no, you need this now because we've seen fraud cases where those transfer of deeds never happen, right? You send the money, they promise you the deed, it's never there. So we are going to help you close and protect you and allow you to buy the real estate safely. And that's another advantage of having the custodian involved in the process. The downside obviously is delays and costs, which brings us into checkbook control. Since 2000, as LLCs become more prevalent, as people become more comfortable using LLCs to buy real estate, obviously the number one benefit is limited liability protection, right? You want to protect all your assets outside of the LLC from creditor attack. So people like the limited liability protection facet they also like some anonymity. Some people don't want people to know that it's the real estate is owned in the name of the IRA. So they're gonna set up an LLC and call it ABC LLC or, or whatever the case may be. So that's another advantage of having the LLC. The third advantage is the checkbook control, meaning the LLC is open at a local bank. You know, For example, IRA Financial Trust has a relationship with Capital One. So we'll be able to actually open the bank account for you. We'll save you a trip to the bank. And that means you as the manager of the LLC, IRA owns it, you manage it. And as the manager, you can do the closing. You can sign the documents. You have more involvement and more control over the speed of the process. And you can always limit your cost because you're, you're a little bit more involved in how the transaction gets done. So a lot of clients like the ability to have more control over the process. Although I think the number one reason people are going checkbook control is limited liability protection. Real estate obviously is somewhat of a risky asset class, not from an, an investment standpoint, more so, you know, things happen, right? You need insurance. Um, God forbid you have tenants in there and a fire occurs, someone trips and falls. I mean, there is potential liability risks when owning real estate whether it's residential or commercial. So having that limited liability protection is pretty nice because if you have assets outside of the IRA, they'll be protected. You know, for example, if your IRA owns the property directly through the custodian and the custodian then buys the real estate and let's say in your custodian account, you got an extra 75 grand, 80 grand, 100 grand, and God forbid there's a problem with the property and the insurance is not sufficient to cover any of the liability, the creditors can go after that 80 or 90 grand in your IRA account sitting in the custodian's bank. 
Whereas if you have limited liability protection, all they can touch are the assets inside of the LLC, not what's outside of the LLC. So that's obviously a huge advantage of limited liability protection. Uh, and again, I talked about privacy and anonymity. Uh, that's also a factor. Some people just want a little bit more privacy when they're making investments and not necessarily know that, hey, I got an IRA out there that owns this asset. I'd rather have a random LLC own it. And in fact, when you're buying real estate, most of the LLCs are set up in the state where the real estate will be located. So if you're buying property in Texas, most people will file LLCs in Texas because if you filed in Wyoming or or um, New Hampshire or Delaware, you would need to file twice, right? You'd have to file and then in, in Delaware, excuse me, and also dual filing in the state where the property is located. So some people are cost conscious, you know, may not want to do it. Also, if you're buying multiple properties in your IRA, you know, property A, property B, property C, most people set up separate LLCs for each property to really secure the properties and make sure they don't have a situation where, God forbid, there's a issue in one of them which could then risk um, the other properties, i.e. a fire in one property, not enough insurance, and the IRA LLC owns all three properties, then the other two properties in that scenario could potentially be at risk for, for uh, creditor attack. So setting up separate LLCs for each home or, or other real estate investment generally makes a lot of sense. The good news is setting up an LLC is not expensive. State filing fees generally average about 200 bucks. Uh, and then annually also anywhere from a few hundred bucks down. Some states like California have a minimum franchise fee of 800 bucks. They also have a federal, uh, excuse me, a, um, a state franchise tax. Um, but California, Tennessee, those are the two states um, that have that South Carolina has a small uh, state tax. Most states do not tax the LLC entity. They only tax the owner. And in this case, since the owner is an IRA, you're not dealing with a lot of tax issues when using a checkbook control LLC to buy real estate. So that obviously is another reason why using an LLC is so popular. You gain the advantages of limited liability protection, privacy, more control, lower custodian fees, and in most states you don't have the added burden of any additional state taxes. California, Tennessee, South Carolina, um, just a few that have some small state taxes uh, that you have to address. Pennsylvania used to have one, they got rid of theirs. Um, and um, really tennis, Texas, for example, has, but they have an exemption of less, if your revenues are less than a little over a million, you're gonna be exempted from paying any state franchise taxes. So for most of uh, my self-directed IRA clients, they're not generating a million dollars of revenue in a year, so even though they have to file a franchise return with Texas, they're not going to pay any franchise fee. So just something to be aware of. And again, if you're a client of IRA Financial, this is the kind of stuff we'll assist you with. Um, so all in all, when you're looking to buy real estate, number one factor, do your diligence, see the properties, know what you're buying. Um, if you got to, if you can't see the property in person, then do your research online. Um, ask around, make sure you understand the neighborhood values. Uh, you know, every smart real estate investor in my life said, you make money on how you buy, not how you sell. Any, anyone could sell a piece of property. The smart ones make money on how they buy it. So buying is key. 
Um, once you've decided on what you want to buy, the second uh, requirement is deciding if you're going to use retirement money and you want to use an IRA, do you want a full service custodian controlled or do you want to use the LLC? And again, it's based on um, what your level of control, what you want to do. If you're just looking to do a passive investment into a real estate fund, then you know maybe you don't need the LLC. Right. If you're looking to invest in, in your buddy's real estate fund, you're not going to be involved in the property directly. You may not um, need the actual LLC. You, you probably could just do a full service. But if you're going to be more involved, you're going to be buying a real estate, an Airbnb, a rental property, um, you want a little more control, um, then the LLC is very popular because not only do you get limited liability protection, you get anonymity and you get the ability to control the flow of the, the cash, whether it's coming in and out at the LLC as the manager of the LLC versus having the custodian be more involved and you being more passive and on the sidelines. So just something to be aware of and conscious of. Uh, obviously, uh, we can assist you with these questions and talk to you more and, and figure out from your facts and circumstances and your um, investment, what makes more sense for you. Both, both structures will allow you to defer the taxes on the investment. If you have a Roth, you can exempt any of the income and gains from taxes so long as the Roth's been open five years and you're over 59 and a half when you pull the money out. But the good news is um, it's you generate tax-deferred, tax-free growth in the case of a Roth. You have the ability to diversify your retirement portfolio, invest in assets you know and trust, it's not difficult to buy real estate. However, you need to make sure you understand what you're buying. If you're going to use leverage, make sure you're using a non-recourse loan. If you need to use a mortgage, again, non-recourse loan, and you need to consider that there are potentials for a tax called unrelated business taxable income, UBTI, which could impose a tax following the trust tax rates of up to 37% on the debt finance portion of the property if you use an IRA. So that is a negative of using a retirement account like an IRA to buy real estate using leverage. Now, there's an exemption if you use a solo 401k, if you're self-employed, have your own business, whether you're a Schedule C, single member LC, W-2, if it's your own business and you have no full-time employees over a thousand hours or 500 hours for three consecutive years, you can set up a solo 401k, do the same investments like a self-directed IRA, be the trustee, get checkbook control. Number one, the advantage is you obviously now under the 401k rules have the ability to avail yourself an exemption in the Internal Revenue Code under Section 514c9 that lets you use a non-recourse loan and not pay any of the unrelated business taxable income tax. This is an exemption specifically for 401ks. Don't ask me why. I guess the IRA lobbyists weren't as successful as the 401k lobbyists, but the 401k lobbyists were able to get this exemption in the tax code so that a 401k can use a non-recourse loan to buy real estate without having to trigger this 37% UBTI tax. Unfortunately, this exemption does not apply to IRAs self-directed IRAs, whether it's full service or checkbook control. So that's something to be aware of if you're using leverage to buy real estate in an IRA context. 
And you sh definitely should check out um, some of the other videos uh, I've done on YouTube on unrelated business taxable income and real estate, and also some of the other podcasts and session episodes I've done on the unrelated business taxable income tax, because it's important to understand how that tax works, because it could turn a very tax efficient real estate IRA or investment into something that's not very tax efficient because of the uh, implication of that 37% tax. So it's another thing to be aware of. It's another reason why you need to work with experts, with a, with a professional firm that understands the prohibited transaction rules, that understands the UBTI tax rules, and can help you structure either a self-directed IRA or 401k investment in the most tax efficient manner. So there you have it in a nutshell, how you buy real estate with a self-directed IRA. Again, all the money's made on the front end. You got to do the work. This is called a self-directed IRA. The onus is on you as the IRA owner to decide what you want to buy. Custodians like IRA Financial Trust are not fiduciaries. We are not investment advisors. We are not going to be able to tell you what to buy or if it's a good investment. You're going to come to us with the investment and then we will facilitate and unlock your retirement money so you can make that investment with your IRA or Roth IRA or even your solo 401k and then be able to buy that investment and then generate tax deferred income or gains or in the case of Roth tax-free gains. For a full service client, we will basically be your closing agent, sign all the necessary documents you need, purchase agreement, deed, mortgage if it's a non-recourse loan. If you want more control, want limited liability protection, want more anonymity, then the checkbook control structure makes a lot of sense, gives you the ability to control the transaction at a local bank. Yes, the IRA still owns 100% of it, so you're still getting that tax deferred or tax free growth, but being the manager of the LLC as per the operating agreement will draft, will give you more control over the process, allow you to reduce your custodial fees and reduce the amount of time you need to close on a transaction. So the last thing I wanna add is, in a lot of real estate deals, you gotta put a down payment on the deal and that's why you wanna set the self-directed IRA structure up early, okay? Because the down payment should not be made with personal funds, right? Because then you can potentially trigger the prohibitive transaction rules. So it's super important that you set up the self-directed IRA, get the account funded at the point where you need a deposit. Because having to deal with, having to capture funds from a third party, a non-disqualified person to make that down payment is sometimes a, um, you know, a troublesome uh, endeavor and it sometimes becomes an issue and you sometimes end up losing the deal. So set up the self-directed IRA early. Uh, the fees are super low to set these things up. Whether you go full service or checkbook control, you don't wanna to have to dip into your pocket personally to cover the deposit. You wanna be able to cover that deposit with IRA or 401k funds. So that's why it's really important to set up the account early, get that account funded. Um, and then this way you have plenty of time to get your deposit in, to have 30 or 40 days to close. You can take your time. You can help the custodian through the process, get the custodian the documents you need to close or in the case of checkbook control, you just have more time to get that transaction done. So that's my one tip um, is obviously the front end is key. On the back end, the custodian 
like IRA Financial, we're experts at this. We will get your deal done. We will unlock your money. We will sign the necessary documents. We will set up your checkbook control if that's where you're going. But my one tip is do your research, do your diligence up front. And number two, set up these accounts early so you don't have the situation where you got to scramble to come up with a deposit because it should not be made with personal funds or with funds from a disqualified person. It should only come from retirement account funds since this is a retirement account investment. So there you have it. That's how you buy real estate with a self-directed IRA. Um, it's super easy and fun and lets you take more control and obviously get a chance to invest in what you know and trust, which I think according to my successful clients and based off my experience, that is what makes a successful investor. Someone who gets to invest in an asset they know, they believe in and makes you more interested, more committed, and I think more uh, focused on the ultimate investment and the ultimate goals of generating large income and large returns. So I hope you found this episode interesting. Um, buying real estate with a self-directed IRA is fun. I've done it. It's um, you know a great way to diversify, generate um, tax-deferred income, and obviously appreciation on that asset. But trust me, you make money on how you buy the asset, okay? Not on how you sell it. So do your research upfront, get the account set up early, fund it, and, and then just kind of worry about the closing if you're doing checkbook control, or if you want a full service, don't have to worry about closing because the custodian will do all the work. Um, that's, that's kind of how it's done. Um, if you have any questions, definitely want to let us know. Work with uh, real estate experts and a custodian that has tons of experience uh, setting up these types of self-directed IRAs for real estate. Um, again, this is Adam Bergman, IRA Financial. Hope you found this um, podcast interesting um, and helpful. If you're a real estate investor, I think you will. Um, this is kind of how you do it. So um, stay safe. Um, definitely subscribe. Give us a like. And uh, until next time, um, be well, take care of yourself, and we'll do it again soon. <laughs>